This is Click to the Beat, where we talk to artists who are pioneering their way onto your social media feed. I'm your host, Raylene, and today's guest is Hops, a dubstep DJ who has kickstarted their career in the middle of a pandemic. Dubstep relies heavily on wobbly bass lines and heavy drops. Hops with their own spin on the genre by adding in rock and new metal influences. And for those who are foreign to the new metal scene, think of heavy metal with hip-hop and grunge vibes. The 24-year-old New Yorker recently released their mix, Civil Disobedience Volume 2 Rebellion, and fans are loving it. Hops is continuing to grow on the platform TikTok, where they share their music, connect with fans, and showcase their personality. Hello, I'd like to welcome to the podcast, Hops. Um, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm happy to be here. Definitely. We're happy to have you here. You're a DJ, a dubstep DJ to be specific, and you have like heavy rock influences in your work. Those are kind of two drastically different genres. Can you tell us a bit about what made you combine the two? Ever since I was in middle school, I loved rock music. That was my genre of choice. Um, but it wasn't until I believe the summer of 2019 when one of my best friends from college was like, hey, like you should listen to some dubstep. And at the time I was just like, whenever I heard of dubstep, I just thought of Skrillex from like 2012, 2014. I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm really into that. Um, but he showed me some modern stuff and I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I went to my first festival, like um, the winter after that. So I I guess December 2019 and changed my life. I was like, oh my goodness, this is so cool. Um, I want to be on stage. I don't want to be in the crowd. Um, so then when the pandemic kind of hit, I picked up my first mixer. And instead of, you know, doing the common thing of mixing rap music or like hip hop with dubstep, I was like, you know what, let me try rock music. Um, so I just experimented with that and posted some videos. People ended up liking it. So that became my thing. first discovered you I'm like whoa like this is what dubstep was missing for me really having those rock influences so I think really what you're doing is is great and it's really bringing in different people to the genre yeah definitely yeah I'm happy you enjoy it <laughs> like you said you know the pandemic hit and you picked up your mixer and you started it what kind of what was the pushing point for you like okay I need to do this now I need to do this today what was that for you it kind of happened by accident really um so like I always knew I wanted to DJ and stuff and, uh, you know, when COVID hit, I was unemployed, you know, I had a lot of extra time on my hands. So I just started playing around. Um, and then I remember waking up one morning, I was like, yo, forget your name by Knocked Loose would sound really good with an excision song. So I kind of just like did it. And once I like put it together, I was like, wow, this actually sounds good. So I was like, let me record myself. And at that time, I think it was. April like the beginning of April or something like that when I first downloaded TikTok as well and I was like you know what like no one even follows me on this let me post a video and it ended up blowing up I was like whoa people actually like that so that's kind of how it started just like kind of accidental TikTok is where you kind of you know blown up a bit you have over 79k you know how did you get there that's kind of a crazy amount of followers it really started because um you know, I kind of made a video mocking like TikTok dancers by doing a dance I created to a knuckle puck song called Untitled. <laughs> and that's where it really started, where I started to get 
a little bit of a following, like a couple thousand followers because people thought it was funny. Um, and then the second video that kind of started was the mixing video and people asked for more. Every time I go on live stream, you know, even if it's just 15 people in the chat, 20 people, 25, whatever, we have a great time. And it feels like I'm just talking to someone, you know, in my living room, you know, so we built that community so far that um, it's crazy just to connect with people in that way. And like you said before, like people from Australia, Canada, England, like everybody joins the chat from different countries. And it's just crazy that, you know, this app of TikTok is capable of bringing so many people together, you know, and making people feel like they have a community um, of, you know, people that listen to the same type of music. It's pretty cool. Live streams have became almost like, you know, the new concerts. Do you see yourself putting on any type of, you know, structured show, whether it be on TikTok or Instagram for your fans to log on to see? Definitely. I actually have a few projects I am working on now. Can't really say too much because they're not finite yet, but yeah, people have always asked me if I do a live stream show or something. I've been looking into Twitch a little bit, but I do have to invest in, you know, a more powerful PC for that. <laughs> when the pandemic is over, you know, do you see yourself working towards live shows? Do you see yourself, you know, and what kind of atmosphere, you know, you're kind of the in-between. You're, you have dubstep, obviously, and you kind of have these, you know, rock, you know, emo influences. You know, I kind of think, like, okay, this is kind of like, warp tour meets like escape the night so like where do you see yourself fitting in live performances i mean i see myself performing at you know festivals um drive-in shows but ultimately one of my big goals is to perform at emo night la like i would love to do a set there because <laughs> i think i'd fit in perfectly there emo night is a monthly party that revolves around emotional hardcore rock music you know i feel like with the pandemic a lot of us kind of you know especially us you know being in our 20s we kind of look like and I really wasn't living life the way I should have been, you know, when things shut down. And one of the things for me is emo night. I really wish, you know, with my whole like being like, I really wish I went to emo night before everything <laughs> closed down. So yes. um, who knows? Maybe, you know, when things open up, maybe I'll see you at emo night because I know I'll be there <laughs> when things Hell open yeah. back up. <laughs> you know, we, we talked about the pandemic, um, your mix, Civil Disobedience, Volume 1, Awakening, kind of touches on the global situation a bit. Can you talk about that in depth? Definitely. I'm happy you asked about that because a lot of thought did go into the series. The intro of it, you know, has a track from an old movie, whereas just a, like a contagion kind of event where a pandemic was happening, um, you know, and questions were raised and all that stuff. And that's kind of how it starts. And then it goes into Parasite Eve by Bring the Horizon. This is a war. A lot of thought went behind it because when I was putting that mix together, you know, it was in 2020, the summer of 2020, when a lot of things were going on uh, in the United States, you know, whether it be the pandemic or the bunch of protests that happened. And, you know, I'm all for, you know, ha musicians and people with platforms having a voice and, you know, making people think a little bit. So that's kind of where the inspiration came from. And um, after that first mix, I just released my second one called Rebellion. And it was more, um, it was more along the lines of like the anger people had with, you know, the protests that happened because of the whole George Floyd situation and all that stuff. So that's kind of where that mix goes into. When the operation of the machine becomes more oriented, make your thoughts, make your heart, 
that you can't take part. You can't even passively take part. And you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make them stop. And you've got to indicate to the people who run it, to the people who own it, that unless you're free, the machines won't be prevented from working at all. But yeah, I'm definitely all for having a voice and letting people know what your opinions are. You're growing this platform. You're starting to get people who listen to you. What was it that sparked you? I was like, okay, I have this platform and I need to speak on these issues. I think it goes back to my influences. Um, so like one of my biggest influences, um, Sharp Tooth, the band Sharp Tooth with Lauren, the head singer. And, you know, she's very for, you know, using her band and her platform to speak on issues people don't really speak about. You know, her big thing is mental health. You know, we don't really see that too often where people, you know, really speak about it in an aggressive way. Um, another influence is definitely, you know, bands like Rage Against the Machine, you know, that new metal scene. They were constantly raising um, awareness to issues that were going on. Um, more modern day influence of mine, you know, Fever 333 with Jason Allen Butler, you know, they're constantly pushing the boundaries too. Um, so just having those bands I listen to daily, you know, that's a big influence to me. I was like, you know, I look up to these people. They're my role models. Like I want to be like them, you know? So let me put my own twist on it and try to raise awareness of what's really going on. I feel like, you know, especially artists who use their platform to speak about issues that are important for them or really, it says something about the person and their values and morals. So really I commend you for, you know, using your following to, you know, get these messages out and speak on issues that are important to you. I feel like, you know, especially with music, it's an easy way to just kind of put it right in front of someone, you know, because a lot of people don't want to research into issues or anything like that. But if in a musical way, you know, they're going to hear at some point, if it's on the radio, whether you just stumble upon it on TikTok, like you're going to have to face it. And I think we've gotten to the point, especially in our country, where it's like, these issues are exposed. So it's like, let's do something about them now. DJing, you know, it kind of started out as a little hobby, a little thing of, you know, pandemic. Let's, let's try this. Do you think this will grow bigger than that? Do you see this becoming a career for you? Definitely. I mean, um, in college, I didn't do anything that had to do with music. You know, I went to school for geology. For the longest time, I thought I was going to be a park ranger. <laughs> but um when I went to that festival, and that's the same time I graduated college, December 2019, I sat down with myself for a long time. And I was like, you know what, I've always wanted to do something with music, you know, but that festival was kind of the eye opener. You know, I saw the pandemic as an opportunity to just start it, you know, as a hobby. But once I realized people liked what I was doing, that's kind of when I decided, hey, I think I might want to go for it. You just released you know, Civil Disobedience Volume 2, Rebellion. I know you kind of mentioned it earlier, you're working on some things. Is there anything you can talk about or hint about or talk about, you know, subliminally, just, you know, so listeners kind of know like what's going on and what's next? Yeah, I can hint at it. I am working on original music. So that's something to look forward to. I can't give you any, you know, days or times when that will be released because it's still a work in progress, but that is my next step all your social medias, any ways to contact you, buy your merch will all be listed in the description wherever you're listening to this too. If you're watching on YouTube, watching it or listening to it on our site. Um, but really, thank you so much for coming on. I do have one question that I've been wondering in the back of my head since really since I found you and since the beginning of this interview, you know, Hops, that is your stage name. What inspired that? 
<laughs> um, it's not that big of a story. People have asked me that before because they're just like, how do you, what? <laughs> but actually, I got the nickname in college. So in college, I played rugby. And, you know, on the rugby team, everyone got a nickname. It's just a kind of tradition thing. Um, and I remember we were in practice one day and one of my captains was like, oh, you play basketball. I also played basketball in college. And um, they're like, we're going to call you hoops. And I was like, hell no, no, <laughs> we're not going with that. No. So there was one drill where it's like we were, you know, on the ground and we had to like get up really quickly or something. And I was like the fastest one to always do it, blah, blah. And then they're like, wow, you really hop up really quickly. Blah. So like, oh, hops. it's not like an exciting story, but I got it from rugby. Um, so, yeah, also people said I could jump really high. So I guess you could also say that. <laughs> so you're a DJ, you're a geologist, you played rugby, played basketball, and apparently you can hop really high. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But definitely, it's been amazing having you on. You know, thank you again. Um, like I said, everything will be listed below. Really, you're doing great. You're doing amazing. You're going to do big things. I, I could tell, I'm sure the listeners, you know, can tell they're hearing your music you're doing great. And thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was great to chat with you. Hops' latest mix, Civil Disobedience Volume 2 Rebellion, is out now on soundcloud.com slash hops underscore music. That was episode number one of Click to the Beat, edited, produced, and hosted by Raylene Lopez.